FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Gospels and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Hey everyone, welcome to episode four. How are you, Father Rob? I'm well. I'm doing really well. I've had a good time. Um, sleepless night, but a, a good time to rest. Um, You've it's had your coffee. You I've had my coffee. Actually, yes. That's it. So just, just now I had my coffee. And so that's why I'm feeling good all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm thinking, what, 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 what's going on? So, yeah, it's, it's a blessing to, to be here during this, this episode four, you said? Four. Um, already s- season six, uh, we had we we published it on social media. A hundred. Uh, this was like a few episodes ago. A few weeks ago, one hundred and twenty-five thousand downloads. We'd probably be on one hundred twenty-six, hundred twenty-seven thousand downloads now. It's amazing. Amazing. So thank you for for listening. Thank you for being part of this journey. How amazing um, that! And and again, as we tell you at the end of each one, just make sure you're subscribed and also um, get others to subscribe. And they can rate us. They can. You can rate us. Review. Please give us a five star rating because it definitely helps with all the algorithms in getting this out to as many people as possible. Um, yeah, share it with your friends and we hope you're enjoying it. Yeah, excellent. So, um, uh, this is what uh, um, today we're going to explore. Um, it's a feast. It's a solemnity coming up. The solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I get confused always. The Assumption and the Ascension. Assumption. Do you? Sometimes when I'm praying the Rosary, the Glorious Mysteries, I'm yeah, confused. Yeah, the, the, assum- the Assumption is... Um, you know how I remember it? Well, not really how I remember it, but just thinking back to high school days, I went to Santa Maria College mm-hmm. and our feast day, we would always do fun activities on the Feast of the Assumption. And that's the 15th of August. That's right. So the 15th of August also is the feast. Um, it's a massive feast in Malta as well. Um, the um, it, it's, We call it Santa Maria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's my school. Santa yes. Santa Maria. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it in a very Australian accent. Santa Maria, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this, uh, and it's a, a big feast day for, I, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but it's a big feast day for a number of reasons. One, it is because the, um, on Malta was the most bombed place in the Second World War. There was no other place in the Second World War that was more bombed. And um, Malta was starving. The Maltese people were starving. And um, on the feast of Santa Maria, on the 15th of August, a ship managed to get into harbour. So what they used to do was they used to bomb the ships before they got into the harbour to starve the Maltese people. And this ship, half sunk, managed to float its way into the Grand Harbour of Malta with food in it. And the name, it was the 15th of August, and the name of the ship was called Santa Maria. Wow. So on the 15th, and the Maltese people survived because of the Feast of Santa Maria and the ship Santa Maria. So there's a massive um, celebration uh, every every 15th of August. Ah, oh, cool. But let's get to the reason for this feast. Um, and it's taken from the scripture verses. And we're going to learn a little bit about the story. Of, it's not even the assumption, but the, the assumption, story. It's about the visitation. So when Mary visits Elizabeth, it's a really beautiful gospel passage. So... We'll get stuck into that. It comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 39 to 56. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste 
to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt, leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfilment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down from the powerful. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones, and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. Beautiful scripture verse, uh, the the visitation. Um, I, I always uh, am impressed when I think about the visitation, and I even pray the mysteries of the the rosary. And there's the the visitation, is is the the beauty of of Mary's selflessness, how selfless she was in her actions, how selfless she was in the way she reached out you, you know i I've, I've never been pregnant but and i don't ever intend to be but if i was and i, I were a woman woman of course i'd 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 want attention i'd want um the people to to give me the attention to give me the comfort i wouldn't want um to reach out you know i'd have every excuse to be quiet to be still to let people look after me but instead Instead, she decided to want to look after someone else. How selfless. What a beautiful selfless action. I, I always am impressed, so impressed by it. It's really beautiful. And I was thinking about this as well. You know, we can get so caught up in our own lives, you know, everything that's going on and we want to control this, we want to control that. It's all about me, 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 us writing our own story. But what about when we think about the bigger picture, you know, God's story? And, you know, when we, when we find our role in God's story, God's story. It's like a thrill. And that's what happened with Mary, you know. So Mary had, she just, the angel Gabriel had just appeared to her and um, told her she was about to conceive um, and, and, you know, bear Jesus within her womb. And after she found that, she found her role in God's story. She went with haste to Elizabeth, you know. She wanted to speak, speak with Elizabeth about Elizabeth's role in the story, which was, you know, um, Elizabeth was bearing John the Baptist. So, Yes. How cool. Yeah. So again, it's um, it's this journey of Mary, the selfless journey of of Mary, pointing always towards Jesus, and Elizabeth as well, recognizing this journey, recognizing Jesus in her. And I, I often pray that I want to be like Elizabeth. I want to be able to recognize Jesus in people, because Mary was ordinary. She was young. She was fourteen, thirteen years old. And for her, for Mary, and even John the Baptist in her own womb, to be able to recognize Jesus. 
And I think how many times, how many times has Jesus been in front of me in the ordinary, in, uh, in these moments? Uh, and I, I've missed Jesus, maybe because I wasn't um, uh, a man of prayer enough, or maybe I didn't listen enough, or maybe I was too busy, or maybe I was too concerned with my own world, my own um, gifts, pregnancies, in inverted comma. And you miss, you miss what God is doing. And so, again, this is something I, beautiful I learned from Elizabeth, always to be ready, to be sensitive, not only to the presence of Jesus in the lives of others, but also to my circumstances that recognize Jesus, the life in me that recognizes Jesus, the things that draw, draw me to, to the spirit of Jesus in others. Anyway, I just, I just think that she had such a beautiful gift. Elizabeth had this beautiful gift of recognizing Jesus when no one else recognized Jesus. Yeah. And we'll talk a bit more about Elizabeth when we get to our Saint Me a Picture segment. Um, but yeah, some really cool things to say about her, but you have to listen a little bit longer to get to get to that. Um, for those <laughs> who don't know me, I'm all about like dates and connections and things. Yeah, and I yeah. think this passage has got so many amazing connections to the Old Testament and so many different yes. fulfillments of scripture. Um, oh, I love all of this stuff, but Mary is, in, in this gospel passage, Mary is presented as the new Ark of the Covenant. Yes. Can we talk a bit about that? Well, let's talk, yeah, because the Ark of the Covenant is, is the presence of God, it's the tabernacle. So, when you say the Ark of the Covenant, it was um, the Holy of Holies, it was the place where there was this massive container in the Old Testament that they designed, that they built, God instructed people to design, to build, in the book of Samuel, actually. and. Um, what it was, was they, they built cherubims, they built angels, they decorated, but within this box, what do you think there was? <laughs> She's looking at me like, well, how dare you ask me? <laughs> <laughs> you talk about this now. <laughs> what do you think there was in the box? What was so holy? What made the holy of holies? Guess, take a wild guess. I don't know, it's not a mystery box. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were the Ten Commandments. The okay. actual, what Moses put is the Ten Commandments, and there was some manna, some manna. Um, of the there desert. So, there was okay. a jar of manna and they say the Messiah was to come and to discover this ja jar. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I'm just thinking about like the tabernacle today that holds the Eucharist and then we were talking about in one of our last episodes the yes. connections between the manna and the Eucharist Yes, the well. Eucharist and the Word, you see? Yeah, wow. So, the, oh, you see, so the two, the, that's the Holy of Holies for us in the, the two ways God is present in, mm -hmm. in the, in the uh, sacrament of the Eucharist, in the, in the celebration of the Eucharist. So, um, the, the, this was, the, but the thing is, it was so holy that there were sticks, long, long, long sticks to carry it, because anyone who touched this Holy of Holies, this tabernacle, would die. And in fact, then they put it in the Holy of Holies, in the inner circle of the of the temple. And once a year, one of the high priests would go in to sacrifice animals and throw, literally, throw animal blood on it. I don't know who used to go and clean it after, mm. but anyway, they used to throw this animal. And the, the person who went in was so fearful that they would go with a rope tied around their legs and pomegranates, empty pomegranates that would bang against each other. So, if the pomegranates stopped shaking, they knew the person died and... They wouldn't go in to pull the high priest out, to get the high priest out. They'd pull the rope that would draw. Wow. So, this was a really holy presence of God. And then, what, of course, is happening here in Luke, is Luke is, is comparing Mary to the Holy 
of Holies is comparing her to the tabernacle, comparing her to the Ark of the Covenant. Let's think of, let's say, from the book of Samuel. So, if you, if you have a Bible with your open book of Samuel, what, what verse is, is it? It's actually the Second sec, um, Samuel chapter 6. If you go there, there's a couple, um, there's lots of parallels between Luke chapter 1 and the second book of Samuel chapter 6. Um, and so, I'll, I'll mention a couple of those today. So, when Elizabeth, when Mary greets Elizabeth, sorry, Mary gets to where Elizabeth is and Elizabeth greets Mary and she says, how can I be? So, what does she say? For, um, who am I to receive a visit from the yes. mother of my Lord? This kind of echoes the words that David said when he was about to bring the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. He says, how can the Ark of the Lord come to me? Um Another, another connection that we can make as well. So Mary arose and went to Elizabeth in Judea. David arose and went to a village of Judah to retrieve the ark. The infant John leapt for joy in Elizabeth's womb when Mary entered um, her presence. David danced before the ark with joy. Elizabeth cried out with a loud voice and the people shouted before the ark. A final connection is Mary stayed with Elizabeth three months. It's the same length of time that the ark remained in the house before David brought it up to Jerusalem. So, this, I guess this kind of shows us that Mary is the fulfillment of the ark of the covenant. Yes. Mary is the, the true ark of the covenant, God's dwelling place on earth. And what did Mary contain? The word of God, the logos, mm-hmm. um, which is taken, the word became flesh, taken from one, uh, John, John chapter 1. Yeah. Um, and also the manna, the Eucharist, the bread of life. And so, again, that comparison between the Ark of the Covenant and Mary. And this is not to elevate the, the, uh, never has been and never was the intention of Luke to, to elevate Mary in as much as to elevate Jesus. So, the, even in, in the, the whole, in the Old Testament, people weren't impressed by the design of the box. It wasn't the box that, the, the container that, that people went, but the presence that was contained That's in right. the container. And so, even though the box was important, because there's no transporting of it, there's no Holy of Holies, there's no place for people to access uh, the Holy of Holies without the container, without the tabernacle. And this is what, again, uh, one of the ways we know, even when our devotion to Mary is right, when the focus is not on the tabernacle, it's mm-hmm. actually, even when you go to a, a mass and you genuflect, you're not genuflecting to the tabernacle, you're genuflecting to Jesus in the tabernacle. And so again, this is where Luke is talking about Mary as this tabernacle, talking about Mary as the carrier of Jesus, but the uh, the focus is always on the, the, the blessing that she carries as uh, the mother, the tabernacle of God, the right. son of God. Yeah. And we can see what Mary does with this. You know, Mary doesn't magnify herself. She's always magnifying God. Like her whole being is ordered to the glorification of God. And and what does Mary do after this, this greeting with Elizabeth? She begins this, um, the Magnificat. And so what she does is she's magnifying God for the blessings that she's received. Um, starting with, you know, her own reasons for praising God, but then she moves into this second section where she's praising God for what God's done for Israel. Um, and, and she's echoing some words from the Old Testament there, isn't she, Father Rob? Yeah, yes, of course. And this is Hannah's song, which is also taken from 1 Samuel. Um, the, the, the Magnificat, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Saviour, for he has uh, fulfilled his promise to me. This, this is not Elizabeth's word. She's not. She's literally quoting the scripture by heart. Mm-hmm. She's, um, whether Luke wrote it to put the words in her mouth or she put the words, um, this, this was literally Hannah's song. And Hannah 
um, now the, the word is being brought from the, again from the Old Testament to the New Testament, the fulfillment of Hannah's rejoicing um, happening right there before us. And again, this is such a beautiful, this is just such a powerful moment, a, a, fu- a fulfillment of a prophecy. And so this is again what Luke is about. Luke, Luke was a doctor. He was someone doing research. He's someone who interviewed. There's a lot of um, information about Mary and details about the life of Jesus that you don't find in any other gospel mm. because Luke was a journalist. He was a doctor. He, he probably s- stayed with Mary for a few months and just heard all the stories that she had to say. So this was probably from the perspective of Mary. And then she would have heard from Elizabeth, oh, let me see if I can go and talk to Elizabeth if she was still alive, you know, and find all of this information out. So again, and so what he's doing, I can imagine as he's writing the scriptures, thinking, oh my goodness, oh my, this is exactly, this is the fulfillment of the prophecy. And so he's writing it down, he's probably so excited and so th- this is like before his own eyes, he's being revealed that Jesus was the Son of God. It would have been so mind-blowing for him, even for, for Luke, go- writing this gospel. Yeah, and I mean, I know for me reading it, like when I read these connections, like I said, I love connections. It's just like, wow, 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 wow. Like, yeah, really cool. And something I think we should also point out in the Magnificat when Mary's talking about what God's done for Israel, she's also... Um, kind of announcing like this reversal of what what's going to happen um as as god's you know raising up the lowly you know when in a time of like herods and caesars where it was all about power we see here that like the um what am i what word am i looking for um you know, it, it's going to, the revolution, revolution. <laughs> it's not going to happen by the, these big, powerful leaders. It's going to happen from the child in, in Mary's womb, who was a lowly handmaid from Nazareth. Yes. yes. And to use that word again, it's, this is a revolutionary document, a revolutionary poem. When he when she's, when he's saying he scatters the proud hearted, he casts the mighty from their to- throne, he fills the hungry with good things and sends the rich away empty. This is like so contrary to what the Jews would have held. It's like he's saying that if, if, if you live your life next to Christ, he will ruin your selfish plans. Mm-hmm. He, he will purify. And this is what God continues to do in our lives. He closes doors that are not of him. And this is one thing I often pray. I pray, God, please, ruin my plans, ruin my life, but not in a bad way, but like, I just give you permission to change things. And yeah. then I often regret praying it after <laughs> I've prayed it, because he does. Scary prayer, scary prayer. <laughs> it is. But I guess, like, Mary's kind of setting the scene for this reversal, but then Jesus continues it, because we see as we move forward through Luke's Gospel and all the Gospels in Jesus' teachings, you know, we're talking about the Beatitudes. He's, he's continuing this reversal of that the law were going to be lifted up high. Yes, and he casts he cast the mighty from their throne, saying, like, hey, this is all equally, God knows our heart. But he sends the hung- fills the hungry um, with good things and sends the rich away empty. Again, an economic revolution is saying, say, hey, at the end of the day, um, we need to look after the poor, that we, um, at the end of the day, if we're seeking things of this world, we will be dissatisfied, we will be lost. And a um, scripture that comes to mind is those who will be first will be last, those that's who will right. be last will be first. So, um, again, that's a, um, a beautiful anthem as well. And I love this because this is half of our, like, Hail Mary, eh? Like, um, the, especially the, 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 is it Hannah's song? The, the, the Hail Mary, full of grace, mm, the Lord Hannah's is with you. Hannah's song is the first part of the Magnifica, but it's the words of Elizabeth that give us the basis of 
a Hail Mary when she says, Blessed are you among women. Yes, and blessed, and blessed is, the, is fruit. the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Anyway, just this, there's so much coming on about it. But one thing I just want to point out, especially on this feast of the, the Assumption, when Mary's taken up into heaven. And this is, I think, one of the things that I find so beautiful and so powerful in prayer during this Feast of the Assumption, during this, yes, there's the Scripture verse, but it is a time where where Jesus, because of her faithfulness, elevated Mary to a place of, of intercession. Again, Mary is not elevated for her own sake, but it's also elevated, like at the foot of the cross, which, um, where St. John was taken in as her son mm-hmm. in proxy of Jesus, in, yeah. in the name of Jesus. And so Mary is in heaven uh, through the assumption and crowned in glory for us for us, his and her children, because she is now there praying for us at the right hand of God. Jesus brought his mother. And this is the thing, this is where we differ again from Protestantism, is that um, Protestants believe that Mary was the mother of Jesus, but not Not the mother mother of God. God. So it's like you can almost divide, separate one from the other, which you cannot. And we Mm. believe that Mary was the mother of God, which is mind-blowing and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. How can you be the mother of God? You know, but she she was the mother of his divinity. She was the mother who gave birth um, to him, his body, blood, soul, and divinity. And so she's raised up there for us. And I always think of Mary and in the in the light of the assumption, as we think of Mary as a like a with her hands quiet, you know, white and with a beautiful flower wreath around her head. But I think what the idea of a queen was very different to the way we have an idea of a queen. A queen was someone you wouldn't mess around with. Yeah. A queen was someone who had to make decisions about war. A queen was someone who you wouldn't, you would, if they demanded or requested something, goodness, you will provide it. Off with your head, in a sense. I was thinking of the Alice in Wonderland queen. (laughs) Yes. But she looks mean. Mary's not. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. But this was the idea that she was raised up as a queen to fight for us. If you need something and just ask for Mary's. I mean... I give this example so often, you know, I go to Malta and and I, I see, I get invited to do many things. And in Malta, when I go to Malta, I like to be quiet, just be with my family. Mm. But, and I take no events and I, I don't speak in public and I don't do anything. And people find out I'm in Malta and they, all of us, they ask, can you come and speak here? Can you come and speak there? And I say, no, no, no. And it's easy for me to say no, because I'm on holiday. But if they're desperate, what do they do? They ask your mom. They ask my mom. <laughs> and then my mom feels sorry for them. And then what does she do? She asks me. Yeah. And what do and I you do? Can't, you can't say no. I so, can't say no. I, I can see where you're going with this. It's the same with Jesus. You know, if we go to Mary and we ask her to intercede for us, she goes to Jesus. And how can Jesus refuse, refuse his mother? Yes. And it's not that Jesus won't, will refuse us, but you have someone else advocating for you. And this is what the assumption is about. It's about advocate, about having an advocate for us there in heaven. In flesh as well. Easy for uh, Easier for us to grasp in sense that she was raised up in her body as well um, as as her as her spirit anyway this is that's something i find so beautiful about this wonderful feast of the assumption
So we might move to hear a bit of a word from our sponsors. So have a listen to this. FRG Ministry presents our new online course subscription package. As a member, you will receive digital on-demand access to FRG Ministry's growing library of online courses. FRG Ministry online courses cover teaching, devotional and practical elements of the Catholic faith to help individuals, teachers, students and parishes across the world grow in their faith and understanding of the Catholic Church and their relationship with Jesus Christ. Current titles include Knowing Mary, School of Prayer, Pentecost and the Holy Spirit, Introduction to the Bible and more, with new courses being added regularly. All courses include high-definition videos with expert and engaging speakers, testimonies from everyday Catholics, and downloadable content including interactive PDF guides, prayer cards, and phone wallpapers. Online courses from FRG Ministry are also accredited for professional development for Catholic education staff in Australia. For more information about enrolment and subscription options, head to courses.frgministry.com forward slash subscription. It's uh, an exciting time because we are launching a new course. We are. We're launching a course all about the Mass. And, oh my gosh, I've had the biggest pleasure in putting this together over the last few months. So in this course, this new course called The Mass, we dissect every single part of the Mass. Why do we stand here? Why do we say this particular prayer? What's the significance of the Holy Holy? What does it mean when um, the priest puts his hands over the gifts? We All these crazy words like epiclesis, anamnesis. Oh, like, you're I good. Look at you. You've learned. <laughs> Really cool. So we, yeah, yeah, we dissect every part of the mass, and we really encourage you to head on over to our website, courses.frgministry.com forward slash the mass to enroll in that course today. You will not regret it. Do it. Amen. And the more you understand the mass, the more you love the mass. And so uh, every time, even I, I've watched, um, so even as I was preparing for this, after. I just wanted to go to Mass. I just wanted to celebrate Mass. So and I've said this before, it was the worst thing. We were in lockdown and I couldn't go to Mass and I was getting annoyed at Father. I'm like, how can you be making me do this? Um, <laughs> when we cannot even go to Mass. Yeah. But, but it's a cre- it created a beautiful desire um, to to go to Mass. So let's go to our next section. Now we I'm have scared. the mystery I'm box. so scared. It's time for the Okay, so it's my box. turn again this time. I think this is a difficult one. Um, I don't even know. Uh, yeah, okay. L- let's see how we go. And you have to guess. Um, uh, Can not I have the- a clue? No. Do you, do you even know what it does? What yeah, I know what it does, but I don't know what it's called. Okay. Oh, yeah, I anyway. thought I was meant to have a clue. I gave you a clue last time. Okay. Um, a clue is that um, it has nothing to do with cleaning. Okay. Here I we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very small. Yeah. It looks like earplugs, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you need very, very big ears um, for that. I'm just picturing those people with the piercings. With Let that. me just show the camera. For yeah, those of you who, who, who um, are watching on the camera, I'm going to stand closer to the camera so you can actually, actually see this. Give me the hard one. I, I knew what Justine's was one last week. Not for cleaning. It's not for cleaning. So there are oh. three individual items there. There are actually three of them in it's a small bag. It's not the thing when you're like, if you're s- sealing envelopes or something and you need to like press your finger. No, on 
That's not. I, I suppose you can use them for that, but that's not. That's not what it is. You can get it out of the thing. See, I feel like I've given you two guesses and they're wrong. So this idea, this is what it is. I think you, you put this on your your finger, and you get paint, and it's just for arts and crafts, for for painting. Ah, for, yeah, or, or dabbing, yeah, just doing things for finger that. painting, but without getting your fingers dirty. Yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> so how come there's only three? Well, I think you just use for one animal? for different colours, like maybe. A, okay. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Or you can press and it comes as a design. Anyway, it's always in the I arts might, and crafts section. I might go and do some arts and crafts. So today. two in a row that Thank we didn't tell. <laughs> no, no one guessed it. No, no, I won't. I'm going to put this in the mystery box of fun and we're going to give these away at the end of our season. So um, stay tuned for more mystery boxes as, as we move on. Good uh, job. You're off the hook for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> And now, send me a picture. Send me a picture. Who do we have this week, of course? We're talking about St. Elizabeth. Now, interesting point about St. Elizabeth. She's not canonised as a saint. No. Well, she hasn't gone through the process of canonization. So the canonization, of course, is a very, very lengthy. So people have to, beyond the shadow of a doubt, assess whether this person is in heaven or has made it to heaven. So they check all their writings, they check all their readings. What they do um, in scripture, like St. Paul, I suppose, hasn't gone through a process of canonization. Um, St. James, a lot of the apostles haven't, but they're saints by tradition, Mm -hmm. that they were holy people and that they made it to heaven. But, uh, yeah, if yeah. It, I, I googled, like, St. Elizabeth, and I couldn't even find much There's really about not much. I think Only what we have in the scripture. Exactly right. And we find that in the Gospel of Luke, which we spoke about today. A couple of things that we know about St. Elizabeth. She was the wife of Zechariah. Um, so her and Zechariah were, like, righteous before God, but they were childless. Um, Mary, Elizabeth was also the cousin of Mary. And we we know the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth, Um Actually, you did say that her name means worshipper of God. Is That's that right? right. Yes, so worshipper of God, Elizabeth. I have no idea where that comes from, like the the breakup of the words. But yes, she's she was someone who worshipped the Lord, and maybe the the name she was given was because again she worshipped the Lord in the. She was the first to worship the the Lord in the exactly. womb. Hey, there we go. That's a nice little connection. Um, but eventually, Elizabeth became pregnant with John the Baptist. Um, her husband Zechariah was mute because he would, he'd, the angel had actually appeared to Zechariah saying you're going to going to have a son, and Zechariah didn't believe the angel, which is a bit of a contrast to how when the angel appeared to Mary, Mary was like, yes, Zechariah was actually mute until John the Baptist was born. Um, and I think also one thing we learn from Elizabeth is her her desire to to elevate others. You see, this young girl came to visit her and then she was able, again, as I talked before, to recognize Jesus in others and to to almost bow down in her heavy pregnancy to the presence of Jesus, yeah. to say also, your, hey, your pregnancy is better than my pregnancy, <laughs> <laughs> which is which it was. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't beat a virgin pregnancy yeah, and you can't beat right. her, like the son of God as well. So, like, so, okay, take my hat off to that. But she recognized that and she honored that and, and she, and that's one of the things that uh, sometimes gives us joy when we elevate others, even when we need to be elevated and we want and we feel like we deserve to be elevated. Yeah. And I, as we mentioned before, she gave us um, half the Hail Mary, basically. Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. So it, it shows the scriptural basis of the Hail Mary prayer. As and well. who gave us the Hail Mary full of grace? 
The Angel Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> so you see, the, the rosary also is very, very scriptural and scripturally based. And this is one thing we encourage you even throughout this week. Um, find some time to pray the rosary or a decade of the rosary. You're quoting scr- scripture there. It's a very extremely powerful prayer, especially as we lead up to the feast of the solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Speaking of the Blessed Virgin Mary, let's go to our topic, hot topic today. Um, Marian apparitions and what can we gain from Marian apparitions? And before that, can we go back quickly to the ad of our ministry partners yes, who can. make this Sorry. possible? Stay tuned for Marian apparitions after the ad. The production of this podcast would not be possible without the support of our donors and ministry partners. If you've been blessed by this podcast, please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a one off donation or becoming an FRG ministry partner from just $5 per month, as well as enabling FRG ministry to impact hearts across the world through the creation of online resources and outreach programs. As an FRG ministry partner, you will have access to our rewards program, where you can receive exclusive benefits and content to help you continue to grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about becoming an FRG ministry partner, head to frgministry.com donate. Okay, so what can we gain from Marian apparitions? Well, firstly, what is an apparition? Some people might not even have heard this word. So an apparition is like it's a supernatural appearance of the Blessed Virgin Mary coming down from heaven to earth. So just as we saw in the gospel today, um, Mary visiting Elizabeth, in Marian apparitions, Mary actually visits us in earth and sorry, us on earth. And she comes to communicate a message. And sometimes this can be a single appearance or it can be a series of appearances over the course of time. Um, Yeah, there's a bit of an approval process, like the church needs to approve these apparitions. So maybe Father... Eventually. Eventually. If you want to tell us a bit about that. So first of all, yeah, so these are apparitions that happen. You would have heard of many places of apparitions, for example, Lourdes, there's the Miraculous Medal, there's Fatima, Medjugorje, um, the Garabandal. Yeah, that's not... Uh, yes, that's right, so, Garabandal, so, but also um, I'm thinking of the really popular one, Guadalupe. Guadalupe um, in Mexico. So uh, I've been to several of these places as well. So I, I, I think they're so, such beautiful places. But um, they, there have been a lot of places of apparition that have not been approved by the church. And usually it's for a number of reasons. It's, let's, there are three reasons why it needs to be approved by the church. Now, sometimes this process takes really long. For example, Medjugorje, who, which is just absolutely amazing. And I know of testimony after testimony of the fruit of this place. But in order for something to be officially approved by the Vatican, it has to be approved um, beyond the shadow of a doubt that it is of God. It's not saying that it isn't. Like, there are many people who we know are in heaven, but don't have the saint in front of their name. They're not canonized, because there are certain things that uh, may be missing documents or things of doubt that maybe are not of God. But if it were disapproved by the church, the church would not would stop people from going there. Yeah. But anyway, in order for it for us to for it to be an approved apparition for it to be something like that we're talking about for us to benefit from it one it needs to be um it mustn't be in conflict with the bible it's all about the message mary comes usually and is a and speaks and when she speaks she often comes with a message 
And this message is often accompanied by signs and wonders. For example, a spinning sun or in Lourdes, there's um, the so, springs of water, springs of water and miracles. People like walking out of wheelchairs and, and things like that. Also, rosary beads, all of a sudden a plastic rosary beads turning to gold. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking like, these are crazy signs. And so th- those signs need to be assessed and proved. And I was just watching like Zac Efron's pro- <laughs> program on on Netflix and it was it's it's called down to earth and when he goes to Lourdes and just the beauty I really really recommend you watch that um but he talks he, they go to the doctor the official doctor who assesses all of this and it says it takes eight years to assess every single miracle yeah so everything is like scientific so to a, basically the church cannot endorse something unless they know it is of god so it has to make sure it's biblically founded it's not against the bible it's not against the teachings of the church and that the fruit that of holiness mm. that it draws us to love God more to serve God more and not not to worship Mary but to allow Mary always pointing to Jesus yeah and I wanted to bring out two points out of what you were just saying father of Mary is always leading us to Jesus we even see that in the gospel today you know she's not pointing to herself she's glorifying God she's even in the wedding feast at Cana when, you know, Mary says, do whatever he tells you when Jesus is about to change the water into the wine. Mary's work didn't end after the Assumption, which is what we're going to celebrate this Sunday. She continues to lead us to Jesus. And this is always her message. She's always calling us into more penance and calling us into more prayer. Um, and, you know, just like any mother, a mother who lo- we, we can see that, you know, Mary loves us and wants what's best for us. And so she's coming down to earth and reminding us that we need to do these things. We need to pray. We need to do penance as well. You know, she wants us to be led to salvation just, just as much as God does as well. Um, and then you, when you were talking about looking at the fruits of these places, I've been to a few of these places as well. And I like to call them Catholic Disneyland. I think I've mm. got this photo of <laughs> myself jumping up in front of this beautiful church at Lewis and, it literally feels like Catholic Disneyland, you know. There's yeah, it masses. looks like a princess castle at the end of the hill. Eh? I was That's comparing <laughs> it to the um, the, ca- the castle at actual Disneyland. Yes, yes, pretty true. close. But but, but like a hundred times the size. That's right. Um, there's people everywhere. Everyone's praying the rosary. Everyone's going to mass as much as they can. People are running back to the sacraments. People are running to confession, running to the Eucharist, and so. And that's the fruit, and how that's beautiful. how you know it is of God. That's you right. see, and the, the, again, again, watch Zach Efron's program. I can't this. Wait. I'm so <laughs> and he just he he was just in tears. He said, even if it's. And there wasn't any of these miracles at that point of, of where you're walking with the sick, where you're loving other people. These miracles, in a sense, don't even matter because it draws you so close to the heart of Jesus. Yeah. And I think another thing to point out about these apparitions, too, is Mary's trying to help us. She's trying to warn the world of, of the consequences of sin. And so she's calling us um out of lukewarm faith. And I think sometimes the world's not really listening and that's we've, we've got to also question ourselves, like are we really listening to Mary's message like to, to come back to, to the sacraments, penance and prayer? And again, this is the fruit of the Spirit. This is in line with the Bible to repent, turn away from our sin. 
because it, again it can we cannot stay in catholic disneyland where everything is nice mm, everything's fancy everything's holy <laughs> we have to repent we have to turn away from our sins we have to get ready for heaven and live for heaven and mary knows of the urgency of that not because she wants to bring uh, uh, fear into our hearts but simply because she wants us to spend eternity That's with her right. son jesus yeah. and she's like an urgent mother trying to tell her kids to stay away from playing on the road where it's dangerous just to yeah. get out and to be holy and so this is our beautiful mother mary who always draws us to to the heart of jesus yeah and i think maybe one final point that i wanted to bring out as well is that mary's apparitions also give the faithful hope i think we're living in it it can feel like our world's falling apart with um just yeah everything going on with covid everything going on with um the way our culture's going it's such a godless culture but um i know you know mary said in one of her apparitions in fatima she said my immaculate heart is going to triumph um so that gives us hope but we also need to listen to what mary's asking us to do to play our part in that yes and also uh, and the very last point is that there are often prophecies that come with that and we know that they're of god as well when you see the prophecies being fulfilled mm. and a lot of them are a lot of them are so that's a confirmation for us to listen to listen to the message that's being said so this is the end for this um episode today once again thank you so much for joining us we love you we love that you um we're journeying with you we love that we're going deep into the word of god um follow us There's so many ways that you can follow us. Um, I, I love rattling this off at the end of every episode. <laughs> follow us on social media at Instagram at Catholic Influences underscore. Also, Facebook.com forward slash Catholic Influences. Twitter at Cath Influences. You can send us an email, podcast at frgministry.com. You can find our podcast website, frgministry.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to watch what we look like when we're doing these podcasts, you can head to the FRG Ministry YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash FRG Ministry. Now, next week, we've got a pretty cool bonus episode, I guess, with all three co-hosts. It's going to be a lot of fun. Exciting. It's going to be, it, it'll be fun and a bit squishy here in the studio. Mm-hmm. But it will be, um, also, uh, if you'd like to send us some mystery box items, things that are curious that you want us to, to open and figure out what they are, send them to PO Box 96, Strathdale, Victoria, 3550, Australia. We'd love um, to bring that into our mi- mystery box. Um, and open them, figure out what they are. Um, again, thank you so much. God bless you. And you'll hear from us again next week. <laughs>